Pharisees. He said, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls them by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all his when he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow the voice of a stranger. In fact, they will run away. And because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees didn't understand what he was telling them. But Jesus said again, very truly, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All that have come to me, all who have come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes not only but to kill and destroy, but I come that you might have life and have life to its fullest. King James verse said life more abundantly. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I just want to share with you a, a few moments about living the abundant life. Living the abundant life. As we just saw in, in episode one of the God of the Real Life series, we, we hear about this character, this fictional character, character named Tyler. Tyler was a person, he, he, he grew up in church, he had some type of idea about God, but he didn't have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And he came to a place where he really needed God at his wit's end, and he was encouraged, and he received faith in Christ. He allowed God to give him the abundant life. The abundant life, as we saw through the life of Tyler, starts with giving your life over to Jesus Christ. When we speak about the abundant life, in the original text of the Bible, because, you know, the Bible was not written in English. The original text of the Old Testament was Hebrew. The text for the New Testament was Greek. The original word that we see for the word life, where Christ says, I'll come that you might have life, have more money, is the word zoe. Zoe. That word zoe means, it, it, it talks about a, a fulfilling life. It talks about the God kind of life. It talks about a life that God has designed for you. He didn't say it would be a perfect life, but it will be a life where he will give you everything that you stand in need of. We just read the book of John chapter 10 that Jesus is saying that I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. If God is saying I am the good shepherd, that means there must be some bad shepherds out there. If God is saying I am the good shepherd, I take care of my sheep, that means there's some bad shepherds out there who harm their sheep. But Jesus was saying I am the good shepherd, and then he made a bold declaration. He said I also am the door. Now, when I, when, I, when I first became a Christian, I read this scripture. I'm like, what is Jesus talking about? He's a door. I thought Jesus was a man. How could Jesus be a door? What do you mean by, by, by a door? But sometimes when you read scripture, you have to understand the time and the season in which it was written. If you knew anything about, about, about shepherding during those times in Israel, you realize that a, a, a sheep pen was made of stone. 
and the stones were about three to five foot high so the sheep couldn't get over it. But what would happen is there would be no door way for, there'll, there'll be no door to block the sheep from coming in or coming out. So imagine this pen that's built up with a brick wall, three to five feet high, and the sheep are in there. But there's a big open door way right here. So what the shepherd would do at night, the shepherd would go to sleep at the door. He would become the door. He would block and protect his sheep. So anyone that tried to get in the door had to go through the shepherd. So essentially what Jesus was saying was that, that I protect my sheep. I am the good shepherd. No one can come into this fold except through me. And anyone who jumps over the wall, anyone who tries to oversteps me, is a thief and a robber. In other words, anything that tries to take from you and, 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 and kill you and destroy you is not from God. Oftentimes we go through trials, we go through troubles, and we're quick to say, look at what God done to me. This is what's happening to me. But God is saying to you this morning, I am the good shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. I love you with everlasting love. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. That's why he died on Calvary for you. That's why he rose again with all power to show of his love and his kindness towards you. That's his message of grace for you. That's why we call the Gavin Church a place of grace. Why do we call the Gavin Church a place of grace? Because it's a place of grace with people far from God. We've all been far from God. I've been far from God. Just because I have passed in front of my name doesn't mean I have it all together. Amen. We've all been a hot mess in one time or another. But because of the grace of God, because of the mercy of God, because of the power of God, that same God that transformed Tyler's life is that same God that can transform your life today if you allow him to. He wants to be your good shepherd. He wants to give you the abundant life. You cannot have the abundant life if you reject the shepherd. Some of you, the shepherd's been calling you for years. He's been wooing you for years. What are you waiting for? God is giving you an opportunity to transform your life. He's saying that I want you to give me your life. I want you to give me your burdens. I want you to give me your problems. I want you to give me your issues. And God says, we're going to make an exchange this morning. It's not a fair exchange either. Because what God gives you is so much more than what you currently have. So he's saying that I want to give you the God kind of life, the abundant life, the Zoe life. I, I, I want to bless you. I, 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 I want to show you what abundant living looks like. You see, some of us have been born and we've been living a certain way up to this time. And we have a certain mindset. We have a certain um, um, speech. We have a certain attitude. And God is saying, I have so much more for you. Sometimes we could be living in a bubble and not even know it. We could, we could interact with the world and not even know that we're in a bubble, not even know that we're bound up, not even know that we're living a life that's not abundant. And God is saying today, there is so much more that I have in store for you. If you would just dare to believe me, if you just dare to trust me, if you would believe on my son, Jesus Christ, God is saying, there's so much more that I have for you. I am the good shepherd that lays down his life for his sheep. I've come that you might have life. It's not Jesus saying, you're coming to me. Jesus Christ said, I've come first. I've come. 
You see, well, I come to church where you know when I get my life together. You cannot get your life together if you don't come to church. So many people come to church when I get my life. When I stop this, I said you need to come to church so you can stop those things. You can live the abundant life. You can receive all that He has for you. That's the type of life that God wants you. To live, that's the abundant life, a life that's free, a life where you have peace, a life where you're not uh, drugged up and taking all these pills and medications because your mind and you're worried and you drive yourself crazy, a life where you're not full of doubt and, and just fear and anguish, uh, uh, a life where you can sleep and rest in peace at night and not have all the problems and bills and struggles all on your mind. The type of life that he wants to give you is abundant living, a life that's full of joy and peace. That's what he died for. That's what he wants to give to you this morning. As I was praying, I said, Lord, give me a picture. Give me a scripture of what the abundant life looks like. And instantly the Holy Spirit dropped to me. He said, son, go to Psalms 23. And it's a familiar portion of scripture because a lot of times we read at funerals, you know. It sounds all depressing, you know. You know, it sounds all depressing. But then the Holy Spirit began to say, look at what I'm doing. He said, Psalms 23 is the picture of abundant living. Psalms 23 is the picture of abundant living. Let's read it real quick. It says, the Lord is my, I shall not. Oh, y'all know it this morning. All right, we got some Bible scholars in the house. When you live abundantly, you know that God is your shepherd. And when he says, I shall not want, in other words, he provides all of my needs. That means I can trust him. No matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation is, I know that God has my back. You see, when you serve the God of the real life, you see, when you have abundant living, when you have the abundant life in your abundant, the abundant life that God gives you in your life, you're able to face all the obstacles that come your way. Why? Because God has your back. You have divine support. I'm happy that I'm able to go through life. Just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I'm problem free. Just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I don't have aches and pains. I don't have issues. I don't have struggles. I don't have challenges. We all do. But guess what? I'm not in it by myself. There's someone I can go to. I can call on the good shepherd. Because he's given me abundant living. He's, he's, he's directed me to abundant living. And the Bible says in verse 2 of Psalms 23. He said he makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the quiet waters. I was like Lord why do you have to make the sheep lie down? He said sheep are stubborn. Her one pastor said sheep are dumb. I said well that sounds like us Lord. We can be stubborn and dumb at times. Yes we can. But the Bible says he knows what's best for you. So there'll be times when you want to do something and he prevents you from doing it because he knows what's best for you. He sees what's up ahead. So he knows. So at times when he said, you need to rest, you need to lie down. And the Bible said, he leads me beside quiet waters. See, when you have the abundant life, when you're living abundantly, you're not, you, you're not God in your own life. God is leading you. He's leading you step by step. He's leading you along your life's journey. It's sad that people would live life aimlessly, not even know what their purpose is, just wasting air every morning, sitting in the house doing nothing, watching TV, playing on Facebook. Going to school, getting all these degrees, and oh, you can't even find a job, don't even know what you're going to do with it. 
There's more that God has for you. There's purpose that he has for you. There's a destiny that he has for you. But you can only find that out when you give your life to Christ. When you fully surrender and allow him to give you the abundant life. The Bible said he refreshes my soul. In other words, when I go through, when I'm tired, when I'm weary. See, when you live abundantly, he will refresh your soul. He will do it. He sees the need. I don't have to ask him. He just does it. Because he's the good shepherd. It's just like a mother looking at her child. And she sees her child is thirsty. She's not going to wait for the child to scream as long as that. She's going to see, oh, my child is thirsty. Let me go take care of my child. That's the way God takes care of his children. That's the way he takes care of his sheep. He is a good shepherd. He tends to his flock. He wants to give you abundant living. The Bible says he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. I love that. The right paths. So when you live abundantly, God will give you, lead you in the right direction. Even when you go off course, he'll help you chart back. That's one thing I love about God. That Even when we make mistakes, even when we have setbacks, it's still a set up to take us into another level in him. You might have made mistakes. You might say, Pastor, my past is dirty. You might say, Pastor, I'm going through stuff right now. I don't know if I could give up this issue. I don't know if I could give up this habit. I don't know if I could let this relationship go. But I'm here to tell you today, if you trust him, he will lead you down the right paths. He will give you everything that you stand in here for his name's sake. I said, why would you do, what would you not do for our name's sake? Because he said, I'm Jehovah Jireh. For my name's sake. He said, I put my name on the line. So I'm protecting you. I'm shepherding you for my name's sake. We just read that Jesus Christ has a name that's above every name. That the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. He said, for my name's sake. He said, I'm not going to change on you. I'm not going to shift on you, baby girl. I got you. I'm your good shepherd. I'm not, I'm not like your baby daddy that walked out on you. I'm God. I love you with an everlasting love. You don't, have to, you, have to, you don't have to be false or pretense with me. I see through it all. I see through the mascara. I see through the, through the, through the manly wall that you have. I see your heart. I am the good shepherd. And I love you with an everlasting love. He guides me along the right paths. You might have made some mistakes. You might have a setback. I don't care if you have a record. I don't care what the situation is. He can lead you down the right path. He can change the course of your life. He can change your direction. But you said, Pastor, I feel like I'm so far from him. But he can lead you right on back to him if you allow the good shepherd to take control of your life. I've seen people who have been bound up by drugs. I've seen people who've been in, in, in abusive relationships. I've seen people who have done some crazy things. And I've seen God transform that. When you look at them this day, you say, you did what? Because they allowed the good shepherd to give them the abundant life. And just like God did for my life, just like God did for so many of you here, there's yet more that God wants to do in you today. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why are you not afraid? Because you are with me. You are with me. And I love what the Holy Spirit says because the scripture says, even though I walk, it doesn't say even though I walk through death's valley. It says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow of death. 
It's just a shadow. It's not the real thing. Have you been in a situation where you thought you was going to lose it all? Where you thought that how in the world I'm going to get out of this situation? But it was only a shadow. And the only way that you can see a shadow is because light is reflected somewhere. If I were to turn up the lights in this room, it would be pitch black dark. You could not see a shadow because it will be pitch black dark. The only way that I can see my shadow is because light is reflecting somewhere. So that means that even when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, his light is there. He's guiding me. He's a good shepherd. He's maneuvering me through all the dangers. He's maneuvering me through all the snares. I, I don't have to fear the devil. I don't have to fear evil. I don't have to fear issues. I don't have to feel a, a fear of bad report because I know my God is for me. Even though I walk, he said, Pastor, I want to run through it, but you got to walk sometime, baby. You want to run through the valley. I know I want to run through it. Who want to go through slow motion through the valley of the shadow of death? But it's in the valley that God reveals himself. It's in the valley where God shows his power. It's in the valley that he shows that he's the good shepherd. It's in the valley that he shows you that he has all power. It's in the valley that he shows you his abundant life. Tell your neighbor, he wants to give you abundant life today. He said, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. They, 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 they comfort me. I said, why am I getting comforted by, by, rod, by a rod and, 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 and the staff? Why, why am I getting comforted? And, and God says, my, my rod and, and my staff is my weapons that I use to block the enemy. Because if you know anything about shepherding, you know he carried a rod. You knew he carried a staff. The staff was to, 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 to block the wolves that would try to come at the sheep, to block the lions that would try to come at the sheep, to block the bears that would try to come at the sheep. And so he had this staff to protect him. So when they saw the staff, they felt so comforted. They felt comforted. It's almost like, I'll give you an example. I was, I, I, I was at a convenience store the other night. And while I was waiting online, getting my ham sandwich. And when I went in, this guy had his food open all over the countertop, just eating and just, I'm like, something wrong. But I'd have paid no mind. I'd have paid no mind. I'd have paid no mind. I'd have paid no mind at all. I said, what's going on? What's going on with this guy here? What's happening with this guy here? And so what began to happen was this guy just began to burst out loud. The lady asked, he said, can you? Sir, can you move your sandwich off the, off the countertop? Can you move your sandwich? He said, you want me to move my sandwich? He's like, yes, can you move your sandwich? You're not supposed to eat here, sir. And all of a sudden, he lost it. I mean, I, I didn't know what he was about to do in there. He was about to do a Medea flip tables. I don't know what he was about to do. But you know why I kept calm? Because there were three officers that walked into the room. And they looked, and it was like, there was waiting for him, there was waiting for him to jump up. There was waiting, just like, they was just sitting there waiting for their own sandwich. And it was waiting for him. The guy got his sandwich, he walked out. The cops threw his keys, because I guess the guy was driving, he was drunk. The cop threw his keys, he said, go take care of that. But it was such a comfort to know that if anything went down, the cops was right there to take care of it. And I said, God, that reminds me of you. When the devil would try to act up in your life, 
when troubles will try to rise, you are right there to take care of it. You have your rod and your staff, and you're right there protecting me. You're right there covering me. You're right there keeping me in the midst of all the problems and the trials that I'm going through because you are the good shepherd, and you give me an abundant life. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. They console me when I feel like I'm all alone, when I feel like I want to throw in the towel because there's times like that as a Christian, you feel that way. How anointed you are, how powerful you are. There's times where you feel like you can't make it. There's times where you feel like you're always giving out and helping everybody else and everybody's calling you for advice, but who's there for you? I'm praying for you and I'm encouraging you and I'm giving advice to you and I feel like I, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm the person that's keeping my family together. I'm the person that's keeping everybody connected. But what about me, God? His rod, his staff, they comfort me. He consoles me. He keeps me. He preserves me. I like what verse 5 says because the Bible says you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy and I, and I like that because see if you, if you understand anything about the, 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 those times where they had war they would actually have a banquet out in the desert uh huh oh yes they did before they would fight they would have they have a banquet they say okay you, you, you stay over the devil we're going to go feast and when we're done then I'll deal with you what God does for you in the midst of your battle, when you allow him to be the good shepherd, when you allow him to give you abundant life, he prepares a table before you. I ain't talking about, okay, I, I'm not talking about that, that, that little cheap fold-up table you got from, from Walmart with the plastic tablecloth and, 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 and the paper plates and the paper cups and forks and knives so you don't want to make a mess. I'm talking about he prepares a table. He prepares a banquet. He prepares a feast. He gives you his very best in the presence of your enemies. In other words, he blesses you in the presence of your haters. He blesses you in those who said you would have not too much. He blesses you with all the naysayers and the pronosticators. He blesses you in the midst of it. When people say you can't get that house, you can't get that job, you can't get that husband, you can't get that wife, you can't turn your life around. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And the scripture continues to say, he anoints my head with oil. That means he puts his seal of approval upon me. That means he covers me. He protects me. He seals me to say his hand is upon me. And he said, and my cup runneth over. He said, my cup runneth over. In other words, I never run dry. In other words, you can't block my flow. You see, there'll be people in your life that will try to block your cup. But the Bible says, as you allow God to lead you, your cup runneth over. That means you're living in the overflow. That means it's not just enough, but it's more than enough. You're living in the abundance because you have abundant life. You have abundant living. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. It overflows. He gives me the best. When he died on Calvary, he gave me his best. When he rose with all power in his hand, he gave me his best. 
And the answer said, surely goodness and mercy. <laughs> surely goodness and mercy. That word for mercy is really love. Surely goodness and love. If we'll bring in today, surely grace and love will follow me. But wait a minute. Follow me? But Lord, I'm following you. You're the good shepherd. You said that you're leading me. What you mean they're following me? So you're telling me, God, that you got my front and you got my back? That means that I'm all surrounded by you, God? That as I follow the good shepherd down the abundant living, that I have goodness and mercy following me? I wish somebody would get excited that God is not just leading you, but he has your back. Tell your neighbor, God has my back. He has my back. You might try to stab me. You might try to denounce me. You might try to count me out. But God has my back. Surely goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It doesn't stop. It goes with me to the grave. Goodness and mercy. When I fall, when I make a mistake, goodness and mercy. When I stumble, when I sin, follow me all the days of my life. And David says, and I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, he was saying that, God, you lead me from this place on earth to my place in eternity, that I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This life that I'm talking about is eternal life. Eternal life does not start when you die. Eternal life starts today. Eternal life is so powerful that it transcends death. This body is nothing but a shell. But you keep on living. You just have to choose your destination where that's going to be. You cannot make up your mind when you close your eyes. Tomorrow is not promised to you. People were traveling in Brussels trying to get to their destinations and they're not here today. Shekharabaya. They're not here today. God is calling you out this morning. Hear the call of God coming to you today. That the good shepherd is calling you to abundant life. That he wants to lead you down a right path. That he wants to lead your life. He wants to turn your life around. He wants to bless you. He wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or even think. Come on and put your hands together and bless God for abundant life. Come on, put your hands together and Bless God for abundant life. Bless Him for saving you. Bless Him for delivering you. Bless Him for picking you up out the pit. Bless Him for turning your life around. Bless Him for delivering you from that habit. Bless Him for shifting your life. Bless Him for changing your mind. Bless Him. David paints the picture, and I'm closing, of abundant living. The abundant life that God wants to give you. He'll be the good shepherd leading you. But yet he's not just have your front guard, he has your rear guard. With goodness and mercy following you. He has your
your back. But you can't receive that type of abundant life unless you give him your life. Unless you surrender your life fully to him this morning. I don't care. Let me tell you something. Some of the people said, I said the sinner's prayer, Pastor. I said the sinner's prayer. So I'm saying it. It takes more than words. It takes more than one prayer. It's a lifestyle. It's an attitude adjustment. It's not just one prayer. It's praying every day. It's not just praying every day, but it's trusting him to lead you. Another thing that rod does has a hook on the end. So we try to get off course. He pulls you on in to help you. Are you allowing him to do that for you this morning? I'm asking everyone to stand. But we're closing. But I want to pray this morning. And I want to pray for those who don't know Jesus. I don't pray for those who once knew Jesus, but they need more of Jesus. I need a little more Jesus. I need more than a little more Jesus. I need a lot more Jesus. I need a deluge of Jesus. I need an overflow of Jesus every day. But today, I, I, I want to lead you to the one who can give you abundant life. I want to lead you to the one who can be your good shepherd this morning. The one who protects you. The one who keeps you. The one who provides for you. The one who gives you all that you stand in need of. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the Son of the living God. I'm talking about the one who reigns forever. I'm talking about the one who is calling out to you this morning. Why would you want to turn away such a loving God? There's nothing to be fearful about. He accepts you just the way you are. But he doesn't leave you the way you are. Because the things you used to do, you don't do anymore. See, when I first got said, I had a cussing problem. You look at me the wrong way and I blink, 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 blink. Step on my toe. Oh my goodness, you're going to get some tongues. And I ain't talking about the Holy Ghost either. But when you allow the good shepherd to give you abundant living, he begins to transform your speech. He changed the way you talk. He changed the way you look. He changed the way you dress. He transforms your life. The old mother said, the things that I used to do, I don't do no more. Why? Because the good shepherd has showed me how to live a real life, an abundant life. That's the life that Christ is offering you today. I'm going to ask all heads to bow and all eyes to close. And as we prepare to close this morning, I want to put out a challenge to you this morning for the abundant life that God wants to give you. If you're saying, Pastor, my heart is touched by the words that, are, that you're speaking. I know God is calling me to the abundant life. I know God is calling me to a greater level of living. I know that there's some things that are lacking in my life, but I want more. I want the good shepherd. I want the picture of abundant living according to Psalms 23. I want to receive the abundant life that, that God has for me. If that's you this morning, let's be real before God. Let's be honest. He sees it all anyway. He loves you. 
doesn't end. A love that's unconditional, not based upon what you do or what you don't do. He just loves you. Maybe you never experienced that type of love. It's the love that comes from the good shepherd. You don't have to do anything for this love. All that you need to do is just receive the love that God has for you. If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand so I can pray with you this morning? I see your hand, sister. Is anybody else? I need the good shepherd. I need the good shepherd. I need the Lord to lead me. I need the Lord to direct me. If you raise your hand, would you just step a, take a step of faith? Would you come up to the front so I can pray with you? Come on. Come up to the front. Come on up.
his ear is wide open. He's just waiting to hear your cry. The only way he responds is to a cry. A cry that comes to the depths of your heart. When he hears that cry, he will come and rescue you. He will come and put you in the fold. He will come and protect you. He just needs to hear a cry from your heart. I'll lead the prayer, but you pray from your heart. Are you ready? Let's bow heads. Now, what you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you because I need you. I need the good shepherd that gives abundant life. I need you in my life today. I don't want to leave here the same way, God. I need you to come and rescue me. I need you to come and heal me. I need you to come and lead my life. And give me your abundant life. Your word says, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead that I will be saved that I will be secure that I can experience your abundant life Father what's described in Psalm 23 I want to experience that I want you to be my shepherd I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. In the name of Jesus, I believe that this can happen. In the name of Jesus, I believe that this can happen. In the name of Jesus, I believe that this can happen. Now, in Jesus' name, Amen.